0: Hello everyone and welcome back to CHH Hysteria. I'm your host Cole. And I'm your co-host Cooper. And today we are sitting here with one of the CHH GOATs, a modern legend, (laughs) someone both Cooper and I have been listening to for a very long time. So thank you so much for allowing us to talk to you for a bit.
1: Thank you for having me, y'all.
0: Appreciate it. Anytime. So you just dropped your new album, The End, last month, which is amazing. Thanks, man. So tell us what this album is and what it means to you
1: yeah this is um my seventh album i believe yeah it's my seventh one so um that feels to me like uh, yeah i'm very grateful you know somebody asked us at A Q&A the other day like what was the biggest change when you were just making music for fun to getting to do it as your career and um, for me i just feel very grateful that the thing that i would be doing if no one cared or if i didn't make a dollar from it is the thing i get to do to yeah, to provide for my family, too. You know, like I get to devote a lot of time to it. And so this is The End. Um, really excited about it. It's first, my first album in a while. Um, and so I'm really grateful to, to get to put it out and uh, been really encouraged by the responses. And yeah, I'm
0: excited about it. Yes, sir. It's a very good album. I Something I really loved about the album was the production. So I was, like, super impressed when I heard that you had your hand in the production. Yeah, yeah. So... That you learned to do it. So, what did that process look like? Was it hard to learn? What made you want to learn to do that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I always thought it was cool when um, dudes produce their own songs, and I was always a little jealous. You know, <laughs> like, uh, Kanye, J. Cole, uh, uh, dudes who produce their own stuff, and I always had just a very high level of respect for the producers I worked with. Um, but I always thought, but this isn't something that I could do. Like, I made some beats when I was real young and starting to do stuff and didn't know a lot of producers. But as soon as I met some more producers, I was like, I'm not good enough to do that, so I'll just move on. And I, was, I was assuming it was something I couldn't do. And mm-hmm. so, Long story short, um, a few years ago, I started to want to work on some different kinds of ideas that I didn't want to wait on people to send me beats for. So I was like, maybe I'll just learn some like chord progressions, just enough to be able to just start without other people. And kind of just built on that. It took some real sporadic Piano lessons. It was like, oh, I could do this, and that's it. And then basically was just writing songs every day, and then was just having a lot of fun learning. And so just mm-hmm. kind of kept pushing. So it was hard, but it was a kind of it was enjoyable because it was exploring something I love, and and it was really cool. Even when I was making some of these songs, I was like, all right, I'm gonna send it to the producers I'm working with. I bet they're gonna want to swap out everything. And that's okay. I wrote a good song around it. And like, nah, this is good. I just want to like beef up the drums a little bit. Um, and so as the time went on, my confidence built too, and. Uh, yeah, it's another reason I, I feel grateful and and uh, proud of this project.
0: Yeah, really good stuff. Um, so what went into deciding to leave pastoring for music, and like, why did you ultimately choose to come back to music?
1: Yeah, um, for me, you know, I've been doing, you know, I put out my first album when I was in high school. So how old are you, bro? Twenty-two.
0: 22 I think. Twenty-two. How old are you? Seventeen.
1: Seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> this is the age I was when um, I started recording my first album. Um, so, uh, so I've been doing it for a long time, obviously. Um, but when I went to college, I went to a Bible college in Philly, you know, I started to, um, want to pastor too. I thought like, man, I could, some of the other stuff that I, that I want to do, I want to walk with people, I want to preach God's word. And, um, so yeah, so I've been pastoring for a little bit, but, um, I have an illness that makes, um, that just makes my energy up and down, makes it hard for me to be consistent. So. Long so short this past year, after like trying lots of different ways to see if my energy being up and down, I could still be consistent enough to be the kind of shepherd. I wanted to be just kind of felt like I think this isn't the most faithful use of my time. I don't think I can do this as excellently and as faithfully as I want to uh, without being more healthy. And so, you know, my desire for music has never changed. Had a bunch of songs I hadn't finished, and I was like, hey, let's let me turn back in, let me let me you know, try to get some of this music done and, and just kind of see what happens. So I feel super excited to be doing music and have a, a billion ideas and, and stuff I'm already working on.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited that you're back to music as well. I'm really excited to hear those um, things you're working on. Yeah. I actually have a friend, a good friend. We both have a good friend who's also an artist who is also chronically ill. Um, so this question was from him. Yeah. Uh, how do you know when to spend your energy on music versus other things?
1: That's a very hard question because, um, you know, I'm not, I don't know, obviously, what you know, what your friend, his particular issues are. But, um, you know, for me, if I knew, like, oh, I have three to four good hours every day. If if I just knew, even if it wasn't that much time, if I knew exactly how much time it was, and I can like, okay, let me apportion it exactly like this. I'll spend thirty minutes doing this. I'll but for me, it's uh, it's unpredictable from day to day. Um, so that makes it hard, um, and so a lot of it for me is trying to make a faithful decision in the moment based on what's on my plate. Um, so for me, it's like, for instance, I can't neglect my family thinking, oh, my album's almost due. I know I don't have that much time, energy-wise, so the only thing I'm ever going to care about is this music and neglect my family. I, I can't do that. It's not something people can find other rappers. My kids cannot find another father. My wife is not going to have another husband. I'm, I'm it for them. and so. Um, So there's always these decisions of trying to be most faithful in the moment based on what you can tell. And one of the things having this illness for me does is it reminds me I'm not in control. I'm not omniscient. I don't know all things. Um, And so I have to try to be most faithful in the moment. And then I have to learn wherever I can to try to navigate best each day. And so part of it for me is being gracious with myself when I'm not able to do all the things I I want to do or even that I've said I would do. Um, And that's still something I'm, I'm
2: growing in.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, so you kind of you mentioned it already, but um, so you mentioned that you have been recording albums since you were like seventeen or eighteen, so in high school. So obviously you've been involved in the CHH culture and community for a long time. Yeah. So how have you seen it evolve, like over over the over your time here? Yeah,
1: man. I don't even know what to say. It's just a completely different world, you know. And I was. <sighs> So when I, you know, when I'm like 15, 16, really into Christian hip hop, starting to really get into Christian hip hop, my first move is I go to the Christian bookstore. I just buy the stuff I see there. I don't know who nobody is except maybe Crosswood, my youth pastor told me about them. But I'm just buying random stuff. Most of it, I didn't really end up liking. I tried to convince myself I liked it just because it was all I had. But after a while, I was like, I'm not rocking with this. Um, and then there were like some websites where I could get other stuff, other people I like. So if I want to like. And this was before I was even able to just buy myself on iTunes. You know, like I was going to this website, south.com dot slash bus shop. It was like they had some of the other stuff I wanted to listen to and was checking out. It was a, it was much harder to find a lot of good Christian hip hop. You know, that was one of the biggest differences. And right now, I feel like there's a lot of good artists and music is obviously super accessible. You hear somebody name one time, as long as they on streaming, you can find them pretty easy. So that's um, yeah, that's something that I think is really dope. You know, when I was just longing to find just a few really good things, now there's just there's a whole lot of stuff. Other ways it's evolved um as stuff matures and changes there's always like different directions different characters and different people go in and one of the things that I think is like over the time I've seen Pendulum swing in terms of how people think we're, we're supposed to do Christian hip hop and I think it would be really healthy if um just like there are a lot of different, just like there are a lot of believers whose personalities are different, wiring and taste is different. I, I would like there to be a variety of different ways that people who love Jesus make hip hop music. And I don't want us to, I don't want us to separate that off into camps. And I don't want us to try to make everyone do it in one particular way. Cause I think it's good and healthy. Like, I think it's good for people to, different people connect with different kinds of stuff. You know, people already like think, I don't know, I think it's healthy for there to be a, diverse witness of, of rappers who love Jesus. So, um, so yeah, I've seen it go through lots of pendulum swing phases. One thing I don't want to happen is like, oh, well, that was the super jesus phase. We was talking about all the theology and stuff. Now, we don't do that anymore. That's corny. You know what I'm saying? I don't, or I don't want it to be like, no, you're just talking about life. we just talk about the Godhead. It's like, I want us to have a space for, for lots of different stuff. And so it's an interesting, interesting season right now. A um, lot of dope people, and I hope that we can all keep growing and support each other. Um,
2: yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, diversity is incredibly important in a lot and yeah. pretty much anything. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's good that you've seen a lot of diversity in CHH. And
1: let me say, just I also don't. To me, that doesn't mean a lot of different kinds of artists on Reach Records. I don't want yeah. people to think of Reach Records as Christian hip hop. Mm-hmm. Like that's also not healthy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I want. That's one of the things that I like about KB doing his own thing. It's like I want there to be all these different spots where people are killing it in different ways in different spaces yeah. while loving and supporting each other. So
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Um, so who are some smaller CHH artists that are not on Reach specifically uh, that you enjoy listening to and think that are like up on the rise? Oh, man. Um... Yeah, I mean, there's
1: there's several. I mean, no big deal. I like Ty Brazel, Limo Blaze. So he was on the playlist. John Keith. Um, yeah, and you know, one of the dope things is, is like, I keep finding out about new people like every other day. You know what I'm saying? That's so yeah. one of the dope things about being on tour sometimes too, is like, might be playing something. I'm like, who is that? It's like, oh, that's... Like, dang, so I, I really love There was some stuff even like on the summer playlist that, like, like I didn't know about Porsche before that. It was on a song with, with Juan Day that Don't Worry About It. Like, it was people on the playlist that I'm like, I'm listening to the 116 Summer Playlist and I didn't know some of these <laughs> artists. And um, that is a luxury we did not have in 2006. So, yeah. that, that's amazing to me. Um, so, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so then. Uh, so kind of more specifically, what are some albums that you have been enjoying recently, if you have been in, listening to any?
1: The, you know, what's weird is, like, while making this album, uh, I've been so, my head has been so buried in getting the album done, yeah. I haven't been listening to a whole lot of other stuff. So, yeah, so I don't I don't really have a lot of good answers for that one right now. Yeah. I mean, my head has been so buried in this record, and I'm grateful that it's done. So <laughs> my wife is also grateful. To that. <laughs> <laughs> I bet.
2: I bet. Um, so, just a so we like to uh, here we like to end off our interviews with like a more of a white-hearted note. Yeah. Um, so, I just find a silly question online or kind of a dumb question. Um, so, if you could merge two different animals to create the ultimate animal, what two animals would it be? Oh my goodness. Uh, a cheetah. Because
1: they're fast and that's just dope. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, that's <laughs> good reason. Yeah, that's, that's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I saw a video the other day of a cheetah running. It was slow motion and just like, it's like, man, God is dope. Just yeah. the way they are. Animals, it's like, Lord, you would not have to make all these different. Yeah. You don't have to, like, put a beautiful print on this mm-hmm. animal. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what
0: else? The muscle in the cheetahs, though? Yeah.
1: <laughs> wow. Things are. Um, what would I mix it? I don't know. A, a hawk? I don't know. I'm just making stuff up at this point. But. uh... But, yeah,
0: uh, yeah, Cheetah and a Hawk.
1: Cheetah and Hawk.
0: I can see that. Flying though. Cheetah like a super Yeah, fast. man,
1: when you need to come down,
0: you can <laughs> yeah. see yeah. He's <laughs> yeah. a good animal. It he rules it. the ground and the air. Yeah. That's right. You know, That's overpowered. Right. That's crazy. <laughs> but, yeah, thank you again for coming on, Tripp. Uh, yes. It means a lot. <laughs> and I'm sure um, your album's touching a lot of people. You know, a lot of people we talk to, everyone we're talking to really loves it. So. That. Yeah, be sure to check out the end, leave a comment on your favorite Trip Lee song, and until next time.